All right. Welcome to another episode of Gin and Truth. I'm the captain of this ship, Robert motherfucking Reed. I got a tumble full of Hendrix. I got a mind full of thoughts. Let's go. Let's go. theme song was playing i'm, I'm still kind of wigging out i've got a fucking podcast right okay? i can't remember which one of my numerous rants on twitter and someone shot me a dm and people have mentioned it before and i was like oh, i don't know how to do any of this shit it's not that i don't want to do it i'm just technologically not educated but for whatever reason it was that one person i can't remember their name but fuck if you're listening to this thank you but wow i've got a podcast and thank y'all for listening Honestly and truly, this has been uh, somewhat of a saving grace for me. I've been a, had a very incredibly difficult last 70 plus days and uh, podcasting has kind of helped me stay on this side of sanity, which for me probably is insane a lot, but I got a podcast. So let's go. First one up, Fuckface Greg Abbott, yet again. Gang, I'm going to tell you. For the billionth time, I do not understand Texas anymore. Now, I just don't. I do. I definitely don't understand Texas leadership. Uh, again, like I said this yesterday. It's like we're not even trying to hide the fact that we're fucked up. It's like we're even wearing it on a fucking sleeve. It, it was something to be proud of. Right? So if you don't know what I'm talking about, as of this morning, I saw it. It's official now, gang. Open carry in the state of Texas. And when I say open carry, I mean any slap nuts with enough cash can now go buy a gun and walk around this bitch like he's Wyatt fucking Earp. Right? And it's just and the smile on his face when he announced it and just this is nothing to be proud of. Nothing to be proud of. I mean, again, I'm not anti-gun. Again, I was having a talk with someone last week at work. And again, this just kind of signifies where we are in this country. Like I've said before, we've all turned into Sith Lords up in this bitch. We operate on absolutes. And the fucked up portion is this person. I've told this person before. Right? So it's like, if you aren't full steam ahead, if it's no brakes, all gas, all guns, all the time. If you don't jerk off to that, it's just automatically assumed you hate all guns. That's not my point. I have openly said I am pro-gun. I just think it's time that we sit down and have a fucking conversation, don't you? Am I the only one sick of turning? I mean, I can't even turn on fucking... You know, it's funny what people get pissed off about, right? I mean, it is... I, it's hard to even turn on ESPN now without seeing a fucking story about another mass shooting. And it just, okay, but back to fuck face Greg Abbott. And the funny part about this is I, I will openly admit, what was this, maybe two months ago when he was telling us about what was going to happen in terms of open carry in the state, and he did address what I do admit is a talking point. It's, uh, you know, if you legalize open carry, we will devolve into uh, the shootout at the OK Corral. 
I admit that's a talking point, but it was funny, not funny at all. That exact same weekend, and maybe one of you may remember, I went on a rant on one of my Twitter videos because I had just gotten back to Austin after looking after my parents. All I wanted to do was to come home and watch baseball, and I couldn't because we had the emergency crawl and they were shutting everyone down because there was a shooting 20 minutes from my fucking front doorstep. Now, this is where some of the unreasonable conservatives will sit here and tell you technically it wasn't a mass shooting and by definition it wasn't and so there that one doesn't count gang i put that right up there with the assholes just like that thread that i'm still on well you can't call rape objectively wrong hashtag who gives a shit let's go ask the rape survivor do you give a fuck about that stupid ass label right and so it's like it was like three people in North Austin who lost their lives. And I wonder if we were to ask the surviving family members, do you give a shit if Greg Abbott tabs this as a mass shooting or just kind of a singular act of violence? You know what they're going to do? They're going to kick you in your dick. They don't care about your ticky tacky fucking games. They got a funeral to plan. Their lives are irreversibly fucked up now. But it was kind of ironical that when he announced it, that's when that shit happened. So, no, okay, fine. Texas isn't necessarily turning into the wild, wild west. But even if, because I can argue that it is, but even if it's not, again, it's do you have any idea how bad this makes us look, Greg? You fast-tracked this shit. You wanted to push this shit through and fucking, I would say, sign it away. But you're not using regular ink. You're using blood from the fucking victims of mass shootings everywhere. You fast track this. This was a priority for Texas. Like I said, you don't realize how bad this makes you look, bro. Because in the state of Texas, it was way more important to make sure any set of slap nuts can strap. But you know what we're not addressing? Our abysmal ranking in public uh, education. And I, if I'm not mistaken, Abbott is one of these assholes who thinks that the, cause I know Rick Perry was, but you know, secular, uh, public schools are secular indoctrination centers. So send your kids to a Christian private school. Do you have any idea how much you just fucking contradicted yourself, Rick Perry? Hashtag he does it. Right. It, it was more important to make sure that again, any Texan, can strap, but we are not touching our public education system. And yeah, he threw in the fucking loopholes and, you know, if you have any federal bans. But here's the thing, gang, that, that is so surface level. Anyway, it was like, okay, when we played, there were two tests, drug tests. There was the Southwest Conference test, and then there was the NCAA test. Now, if you took the NCAA test and you were dirty, you just, you had to fall on your sword. You, you stood there, and you had to pull your shirt up. Basically, you had to get butt naked. And I lie to you not. There is a mirror in front of you. There's two mirrors on your side. There's a proctor on each side of you watching you take a piss in a specimen cup. It's impossible to cheat it. The Southwest Conference test, I could have gotten my girlfriend go take a piss for me. It was easy. They didn't give a shit. right? And that's what these rules are. On buying guns in the state of Texas. You know how easy it is to circumvent those fucking, if you make 
the blacklist, the, the, the list of people who can't own guns. Do you know how easy it is to circumvent those rules? Because Abbott said nothing about person-to-person gun transaction. Abbott did nothing to prevent any slap nuts, no matter what, because there are no background checks when you go to gun shows. Again, if a rifle is 1700 bucks, if you got 1700 bucks, you get a fucking rifle. Right? Black market gun. There, there's so many fucking loopholes that this idiot is not addressing. But again, it again, even if we're not devolving into the wild, wild west, it's, it looks so fucking stupid because we're so concerned about anyone can own a gun. But do you know we are still actively working to make sure trans people cannot take a piss where they want to piss and can't play the sports they want to play? But it is more important for your next door neighbor to own a fucking bazooka. Again, I just don't think this fucker understands how bad this looks. Texas still is in the top seven for medically uninsured citizens. Right now, gang, there's someone walking up to a drugstore counter and he or she, they won't be able to afford their diabetes medicine. They're going to go home and die tonight. You understand what I'm saying? We are not fast-tracking. Hey, how can we get more people with health insurance so they don't, you know, I don't know, live? But it was more important for us to push through this gun legislation. I mean, fuck me. It's a gun, gang. I would say it's not your identity, but apparently it is. I mean, again, there's a laundry list of shit <laughs> that is wrong with the state of Texas. And that shit is so, so important that we put that on the back burner, but we made sure people can carry a gun. Now, again, I'm not anti-gun gang. I am not. But our priorities in this state are fucked up. Here's the deal. I'm not anti-sex. Hashtag that's obvious. But let me tell you something. If my priorities changed of personal tragedy or whatever the fuck, even if fucking Serena Williams, how about this? The dark version of Serena Williams. This skin bleaching shit, I'm gonna have to do an episode on that too. Fuck me. But if butt naked Serena Williams showed up at my door saying, Robert, Brother, you better get some gay trade in you and you better stretch. This is going to be an all-nighter. And I got the call that my dad was sick. Priorities. I'll jerk off to her swimsuit edition later. Give me a break. My priority is to make sure that my father's okay. Now, again, we have a laundry list of shit that is wrong with the state of Texas. But we found it more important to make sure any slap nuts, no training, no permit, no nothing can get a gun. Congratulations, Texas. We look stupid as fuck. And because I just trashed the state that I live in, hold on, you know what time it is. Mm, delicious. Gin and truth. Let's go. Next up. This was also going to be a little bit of a repeater, gang, so I, I hope y'all stick with me on this. But... A conversation happened at work today, and it was the equivalent of pissing into a box fan. 
the, the, the relief you get from urinating was quickly negated by the fact that you just pretty much pissed on yourself. And again, I, I've been under the gun emotionally, so it, it's almost funny on what it is I can and can't recall. But there was someone at work who knows that I have a podcast. And she was asking me about yesterday's show, and I couldn't remember. And I literally could not remember, even though just probably what? I'm looking at the clock right now. 24 hours ago, I did the show, right? And so I opened up my phone, and I scrolled through, and it's like, here. Well, the first word on it was dreadlocks. And she was like, well, what, what the fuck? What, why'd you talk about dreadlocks? Keep in mind, blonde-haired, blue-eyed, white lady. That's the majority of my work day, right? And so I was telling her, uh, at least with this one story with Brother DeAndre, that this boy got kicked out of school. The, the dress code said, you know, the hair can't go past your shoulders or whatever the fuck. And so they literally kicked this boy out of school for his hair, which was, again, moms kept it t- tight. She kept it clean. And every morning she put that king's crown up and above the shoulders. They said, nope, dreadlocks, get the fuck out. Well, he was able to come back. And I know I'm rehashing the story, but this is what I was telling the lady. He was allowed to come back, but because his dreads were still there, he had to go to an in-school suspension. Basically, you get to go to an in-school jail because you're black. Then I told her they're going to let that boy do the uh, schoolwork And if he passes, which he's a good student, apparently, you can graduate. But with those dreadlocks, you don't get to walk the stage with everybody else. Now, gang, this lady was hurt. She just could not fucking believe it when I told her that story. And that was just one. That was just one. And I told her it was here in Texas. Now, I've been at the same place of work for, God, it was my 23, 24, 25 years. I'm I'm over the 20-year mark. And in the beginning, when I first got there and I talked about racism and shit like that, I was literally dismissed. I was laughed at. Absolutely. And that's why the George Floyd shit bothered me so bad, because the exact same people 15, 20 years ago who I said, you got to step correct. Your attitude sucks. Your attitude is actually racist. Your language is racist. You got to stop this shit. They all laughed at me. Then George Floyd shit happened. It was with the exact same people saying, oh, Robert, oh, black, shut the fuck up. Right? Like I said yesterday, discipline is what you do when no one's watching. You're doing it now because you want kudos. I told you 20 years ago the exact same shit. You told me to go fuck myself. So now I get to tell you to go fuck yourself. But back to this lady. And so, you know, back then they would dismiss all the shit that I said. Right? And again, I love it how... And I'm saying this for a reason, because 90 plus percent of my workday, I am surrounded by, let's just say, not necessarily broke white women. Right. So it's like it's I love it how you get to tell me that racism isn't a real thing. Right. But now they switch their tune to their credit. Right. And, and now that they, I think, accept what I say as at least somewhat true. And I don't know, maybe they all got together. It's like, okay, okay, this is how we're going to shut this fucker up. We're all going to say this. Because, gang, every time there's a moment of racism that I tell them about, they have uni- they have a universally accepted and used response. So when I told her about Brother DeAndre in Houston and his dreadlocks, 
Again, she was hurt. She was hurt. But she said the line that they all say, and it's, oh, what, what, what small backwater podunk country town is this? Oh, uh, Podunk, you mean the small town that this happened in? Yeah, Robert, I mean, uh, it had to be some small town. Oh, it was Houston, Texas. Houston fucking, now if you don't, if you're not familiar with Texas, gang, Houston is the biggest city in the second biggest state in the United States. Houston, Texas is the fourth largest fucking city in the United States. Did you hear what I said? It's the second largest city, not in Texas. Nope. It's the second largest city in the United States. And the problem with their mindset is they they still, okay, fine, Robert, there's racism, but they still think, like, like I've always said, racism is always someone else's problem. And in their mind, yes, there's racism, but it's got to be in that small, fucked up ass town where the mayor is also the guy who calls bingo on Sunday night for the senior citizens, who's also works in the post office. His name is Cletus. He wears overalls with no shirt underneath, one strap done, and he's got a fucking straw hat on with a piece of straw out of his mouth, and every sentence starts with the words, Yee-haw! Yeah, you couldn't be more wrong about that. It happens right here next. I live in Austin, gang. Houston, Texas is a two-hour drive from me. That's next door, right? And it shoots me back to a conversation a long time ago at work. And we were talking about, it it was that, it's probably one of the last times I entertained the conversation of, um, what is that shit? Well, how can I teach my kid not to call black people niggers when they hear it in the music? Quick right-hand turn. I repeat myself. If your biggest struggle is that you can't keep your fucking kid from calling me a nigger, you suck as a parent. Honestly and truly, I say that from the bottom of my one-sided ball sack. But we're having this conversation, and this she just couldn't get it through her fucking skull that this is what happens. And I remember asking her something along the lines of, well, what would you do if you're a kid? Talk, talk me through the steps of what you would do if you found out your kid was using the word nigger. You know what her response was? No, n- not my son, Robert. No, not my. I was like, yes, your son. And gang, she refused to even entertain the thought that maybe just once her perfect son wouldn't be so perfect. Right? I didn't have that kind of upbringing. I don't know about y'all. We were guilty just for being fucking alive for anything. We all got to switch, all of us. And especially me being one of the younger, I'm definitely the youngest. I mean, fuck me. We got switched for basically looking at my mom the wrong way. <laughs> I'm not even close to bullshitting, right? You're just like, go get a switch off the tree, little ass nigga. And, and, not, and you're like, well, what did I do? <laughs> right? They did that just so that they, you knew that you could get got. Right? My mom used to say all the time, ain't no one in this house above an ass whooping. Right? And the best thing about growing up in a neighborhood with people with little to no money, my white brothers and sisters, they got the same fucking treatment. We were all equally worthless back then, Jack. <laughs> right? To to quote noted historian and philosopher Willie D from the fucking Ghetto Boys, blind, crippled, or crazy, it don't phase me. You're 
funky ass will be pushing up daisies. If you were a kid, you were shit. <laughs> Check. You had to earn respect. But back to this lady. She just could not get it through her skull that maybe her son was capable. Again, that's what I'm saying. It's Racism is always someone else's problem. And then I told this lady, you know, it's not just this kid in Houston. I named about three other incidences that I read up on uh, for yesterday's show. And she just couldn't get it through her skull. And none of them were in these podunk little ass towns. Again, before I move on to another topic, I've told you all this before. So that's why I said this is a little bit of a repeater. So y'all just stick with me, please. There are two major high schools here in Austin. Austin Westlake and uh, Austin High. Now, over last summer, there was a five-part series about the overt racism at Austin Westlake. That's stereotypically where the rich white kids go to school, right? And, and again, I, I said this in a previous podcast. These were not accounts, gang, from 1964, these were accounts from 2015, 2016, 27. You, you get the you get the idea. And the stories were gut-wrenching. It was so overt that some of the black kids who did go to Westlake was like, it's part of the culture. It's just understood. When that story broke, everyone at Austin High said the exact same thing. Well, of course, it's 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 Austin Westlake. That's how they get down. Right, Austin High had an incident, and again, I told you all this before, where some little girl went on a nigger-filled tirade. This little bastard posted that shit, and everyone saw it. And it absolutely ruined not her life, but her family's life. They had to pick up and move schools, I think, once or twice. Then I think they just kind of had to bounce. They were mud. Reputation-wise, even though from what I understand, they were actually a good family, or so we thought. Right. And, and and everyone at Westlake said the exact same thing. Well, of course, Robert, that, that it, that's Austin High. But again, it, it's it's always someone else's problem. I'm going to keep bringing this shit up, gang, because like I said, we are making strides. I do admit that. I told you, I just saw my family over the weekend. I, I think I did tell you all my mother's high school diploma says that she graduated from a proper Negro high school. Yeah, my high school diploma just says I graduated. So yeah, th th there are some strides. But like I said, when you on the receiving end of this ass whooping, baby steps are not good enough. We need longer strides. And the only way that shit's going to happen is if people start keeping it real. Racism is not everyone else's problem. Sometimes it's yours. Sometimes it's you. Just like I said, you're right, misogyny is always someone else's problem. Homophobia, same thing. Until a lady half my size chewed my monkey ass out. And I told y'all before, I deserved every fucking syllable. Sometimes you got to look yourself in the mirror to start the healing process. Because again, it's easy to point to someone else and say, that's the racist. You know what's harder? To say, I'm the racist. Now, again, one more thing before we roll out on this one. I'm willing to accept that people can change. 
right? One of my favorite stories from someone at work. I'll never forget it. Marvin, at the time, Marvin was like in his late 60s, if I'm not mistaken. Everyone loved Marvin at work. He was he was just Marvin, right? And again, Marvin was obviously a little bit older. God, I hope he's still with us. But um, for as old as he is, which means obviously his daddy's older, his daddy wasn't racist. From all the stories, his daddy was not racist. His mother was not racist. His family, for the most part, from what it meant, was not racist. Marvin, on the other hand, couldn't stop calling black people niggers. And his dad was like, boy, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to have enough of this shit. That's not how we raised you. Right? And what? And so I can't remember his dad's name, so let's call him Marvin Sr. So Marvin Sr. one day, because he owned a construction business, and their black guys worked for him. He gave them work, right? If you're willing to sweat, I'm willing to give you money. It's an even exchange. His daddy treated those workers with respect, not so much Marvin. So Marvin shows up at his dad, one of his work sites that day, and it's nigger this, nigger that. And he, he said, Robert, my daddy was just done with me. And literally, daddy found the biggest, strongest, blackest motherfucker in that whole crew. His name was like John Henry or some shit. He was hammering nails with his bare fucking hands. And he was like, John Henry, yes, sir. Come here. Told his son, boy, get your ass in that pit. There was a hole down there. John Henry, yes, sir. Get in that pit with my son. Yes, sir. John Henry, yes, sir. Fight my son. <laughs> Marvin said, Robert, John Henry proceeded to beat me within an inch of my life. I mean, got on top of him and beat the shit out of him and did not stop until he heard, John Henry, yes, sir. Stop. Yes, sir. Go back to work. Yes, sir. It was just that simple. He said, Robert, I haven't used the word nigger since, <laughs> right? I'm not advocating for violence, but what I am willing to say is I'm willing to accept that people can change. So if you find yourself, again, it's that shit with Dave Silverman last year when he was talking about, you know, nothing's worse than being called a racist and, you know, being called a racist is the equivalent, you know, to being called a nigger. I'm like, really, Dave? Is it really that bad? Right. And I was actually trying to help Dave out and everyone like that. It's like, look, if you were constantly being called racist, get your ego out of the fucking conversation. Take a deep breath, step back and try to evaluate why everyone is calling you a fucking racist. Maybe you're saying some racist ass shit. It, it can, a lot of healing, the, the social issues that we deal with today, just period, I think a lot of it could be solved if we just took our egos out of the fucking conversation. Again, I'm willing to accept that a racist can fucking change. I can I I do believe that. You got to put in some work. But you also have to be willing to admit even if you don't think like was I a misogynist? No, maybe. <laughs> Again, if if a, if a woman needed my help in any way, Robert Reed to the rescue. But my language sucked ass. So, I mean, if you want to call me a misogynist, I'm not going to, or at least back then, I'm not going to argue that. But I had to put in the work. And before I put in the work, I had to admit I was fucking up. And I wasn't just fucking up. I was the fuck up. So, again, if you were constantly being told that you're a racist or you're saying racist shit, stop deflecting. 
and just put in some fucking work, right? Fuck me. All right, that was kind of a little emotionally draining. I think I need to refuel the Jets. And on this show, you know how we fuel the Jets. Hold on, you know what time it is. Mm, delicious. Gin and truth, let's go. God damn, that was delicious as shit. I do not know what I did to that Hendrix, but by <laughs> then I'm getting really thirsty. I'm jonesing for a little Hendrix. Who, who doesn't like a little Hendrix? But gang, look here. I'm looking at the clock, and I got two big fucking topics next. I'm not quite at the 29-minute mark, but God damn it, we're going to stop recording right here. Now, the magic man known as my uh, sound engineer, he's going to splice this shit together like this never happened. So, gang, you know the drill. Say it with me. The weasel is about to be drained. I'm going to freshen up this delicious motherfucking Hendrix. Then I'm going to come back for part two of Gin and Truth. Let's go. All right, I'm black twice. Now, gang, because I've got a sound engineer who fucking works magic like Merlin, you guys won't be able to tell the fucking difference. I just went to go check the quality of the last episode. It didn't fucking record. I sat in this fucking kitchen and just babbled like a madman to nobody. So here's part two for the second fucking time. Fuck me. But I think I'm doing this right. We were moving on to free will. And again, so here's the thing. I want to make sure I get this part in again. I'm coming from a place of softness for the next two topics. You guys get that? I was once, and let me give you the old resume. Let me tell you something about the dude. I am a former born-again Christian. And when I tell you that, I was not raised an Easter Sunday, Christmas morning type of Christians. We went to church more than just funerals and uh, fucking weddings, right? I was all about it. You're talking to someone who has read the Bible from front to back on three different occasions. I can still out Bible and I can still out Christian most Christians I know. And this is almost funny because it happened uh, just today. But uh, we were talking about some shit at work. There's a Christian at work who's still trying to get me. And I mentioned Christian apologetics. Gang, this is every time I bring up Christian apologetics to a Christian, their first response is, what's that? And I'm always like, why does it take a fucking atheist to tell Christians about Christianity? And so I asked her, have you ever read Peter? Well, I think so. Do you not know what 1 Peter 3.15 is? Why don't you remind me? Oh, come on. Right? You're just going through the fucking motions. So my point is, I'm I'm coming at these next two topics, gang, from a place of softness. Now, again, Christians, because I would have done the same, you're going to take this as persecution. And I hope y'all listen to this. And again, if you can hear a fan in the background, it's because there's a fan in the background. It is currently humid as fucking shit. It rained earlier, gang. It's 88 degrees, not a cloud in the fucking sky. The mosquitoes are about the size of my fucking foot. 
So I made him worth a fan. Fuck it. But I'm going to still do this show. But moving on. Again, I'm coming at these next two topics from a place of fucking softness. But I think I told you guys about the thread that I was on. And I'm still on it. Again, I'm not muting it. Not yet. I'm having too much fun doing it. But as of this morning, the topic of free will came up. Now, the the free will argument to me bothers me. And we talked about it a little bit at work today, me and a Christian. And to me, the argument of free will is dead in the water from the jump. I strongly suggest Christians fucking uh, rehabilitate it. Because let me cut right to the bottom line. If your God knows everything I'm going to say and do because that was within his unchanging plan and nothing happens, that doesn't go according to God's will. I don't have free will. You understand? I I am simply, well, a robot. I'm an actor, right? Rocky did not have a choice at the end of Rocky but to say, yo, Adrian, because that's how it was written. Right. And so we're having these fucking discussions and what let's start with the one at work. And when I asked this Christian about free will, I got your standard issue Christian non-answer because it was simple. Again, these aren't leading questions, gang. These are questions coming out of the mouth of someone who's walked the fucking walk. Right. And so, again, it's like, does God have a plan and all this other crap? And this person literally sat for like three minutes. And when she finally answered, she gave me a non-answer, right? I was like, well, yeah, you know, uh, God, uh, at the end, we all come together and sing Kumbaya and eat pizza. It's like, you're still not talking about fucking free will. And that's actually this person's speciality, not answering questions, which is exactly, and I got in, not got into it, but last night I saw a tweet from Fuckface Frank Turk. And doing exactly what he teaches his minions to do. And that is to literally tell them, don't answer questions. And he didn't say it, but what he's saying is, divert attention, change the subject, and make the atheist answer questions. Right? And that's kind of Christianity 101. Avoidance. Right? But back to fucking free will. And so this Christian... You know, it just turns out I've got a little bit of this fucking Hendrix from the end of the last show. Hold on, you know what time it is. Ah, delicious. Gin and truth, let's go. But back to this thread. And as of this morning, the Christian was talking about free will and everyone was kind of getting on her for that. And my thing was, what was I fucking saying? Uh, her thing was, you know, we have to choose. And so you guys know this story. God gave us free will so that we could choose to love him freely. Otherwise, we would be robots. Okay. And I remember, and this wasn't this conversation, but it was a while back. And I remember telling someone, excuse me, about my best friend's son. Here we go again. I don't think I've done an episode without mentioning my best friend, Simon. Hold on, you know what time it is. Mm, delicious. Jen and truth, let's go. And so this person was talking about the glories if I come back to the faith and all this other bullshit. And I was like, yo, you got to understand, my boy, he's an atheist. right? How, how am I going to enjoy an eternity of playing a harp in white robes with wings if I know that my best friend is getting his ass kicked in hell right now? You know what she said? Oh, God's going to take that memory away from you. 
What? Okay. And that ties in into what the Christian on the thread was talking about. Because my thing was, yo, I, I like drinking gin. I like to fucking get high. And I love redheads. I love sex with redheads. Do I get to do any of that in heaven? You know what this person's answer was? No, God's going to strip you of all your sinful desires. Okay, so what you're telling, you want to, I say, then you don't know the definition of a fucking robot. You're telling me I've got no memory of my best friend for the last 25 years. You're telling me I, no gin, no alcohol, no, no weed, no sex with good looking women. Which part of that is me? Well, God's going to give you new desires and new memories. I'm like, you don't know the definition of a fucking robot then. Nothing about what crosses those pearly gates is going to be Robert Christopher Reed. Right? Again, it's like you, it's just talking points. It's just talking points. That that is the very definition of not free will. So what you're telling me is I give up everything I love in my earthly life. Just to bow down to this fucking warlord so I can go to heaven and continue to not do the shit that I like. Which part of that sounds cool to you? Well, God's the ultimate source of it. Shut the fuck up. So was fucking Ganesh, apparently, but they're not knocking on my fucking door trying to get me to convert. And believe it or not, gang, hashtag I'm still talking with softness. right? Because again, 10 years ago, this was me. This was me making the same doo-doo-ass arguments that they do. And before we got into the big booty redhead portion of the conversation, I was asking again to a Christian, they're going to say these are leading questions. The evil atheist is trying. No, this is 39 years worth of fucking experience. So it's like, okay, let, let, let's go through the people's flow chart here, shall we? So I have to choose freely to love God, right? Yes. Okay, all right, we're writing that one down. Choose freely. Okay. So does God have an unchanging plan? Because my 39 years as a Christian, that's literally what I was taught. Does God have an unchanging plan? Yes. Okay, we're, right. we're going to write that one down. We're going to put that in the flow chart there. There's its own little bubble. Does God know everything I'm going to say and do before I say and do it because nothing goes on? That doesn't go according to God's plan, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. So he knows everything I'm going to say and do before I say and do it, right? Because that, honestly, answer honestly, right? He even knows the number of hairs on my head. Hashtag that's from the Bible, right? Yes. Okay. Did God know that I was going to be an atheist when I turned 39? Yes. Okay. So God is choosing to send me into hell while I will be tortured for a fucking eternity, right? You know what their answer always is? Uh, uh, free will, free will, John 3, 16, Eve, eat Adam, good, bad, God, Jesus, die, good. I'm like, uh, uh, these are just talking points. You just pretty much, you're not pretty much, you 100% admit it that there is no free will. Because again, if God has an unchanging plan, there is no fucking free will. If he knows everything that's good, he's all-knowing, right? You guys got to rehabilitate this argument. And again, it doesn't matter. You can say 
if, if, if the question is how many sides does a triangle have, it doesn't matter how many times you say 94, you're still wrong. There's no way you can spend free will, not according to the Christian doctrine, to where it makes any sense. You cannot have an unchanging plan and free will all at the same time. So this Christian this morning, we're just basically talking some bullshit, just like I used to. Right. And now we're going to jump into, at least, I hope, <laughs> the last one. I hope this one fucking records. This is the second time this is doing it. God damn it. But before I hit the last episode, uh, the last topic, hold on. You know what time it is. Ah, delicious. Gin and truth. And God damn, I hope this one records. Let's go. For real, gang, I am coming at this from a place of softness. I used to be a Christian. Now, right now, there's some asshole saying, oh, well, if you left the flock, you were never once. So shut the fuck up. That is another argument that you guys need to fucking rehabilitate. Me and my ex-wife, hashtag we're not friends. But once upon a time, I was head over heels in love with her. But things change, and now we're divorced. So that's like saying I was never in love with my ex-wife because we're now divorced. Hashtag go fuck yourself. You don't know me. Right? And so it's... I was once a Christian and I was, and I, I said everything I was supposed to say. And it, I don't think I'm all that unique. And I wonder how many others will be willing to admit it that I called gay people faggots, not because I wanted to. That's what I was taught to say, get their attention, let them know they're headed down a horrible path. The kindest thing is to tell them they're wrong, Right. I said all this, I, I argued free will just like Christians do right now, right? You would get put in a corner and you would just sit here and continue to say, God gave us free will. Okay, right? You're not arguing. You're just talking some bullshit, right? And so it makes me wonder, do, do y'all see how you look to everyone else? Because now that I'm on the outside looking in, it's a fucked up ass view. Uh, Jen with one N was on the thread with me this morning. Hashtag I love Jen with one N. Make sure you fucking follow her. She's fucking phenomenal. But while we're on this thread, she and I were saying the exact same thing. And again, there's one thing I've always said about the God relationship. It is an abusive relationship. And that's not me just quoting somebody else. This is me as a self-defense teacher, gang. I can promise you. If a woman came to one of my seminars or a private and she described her marriage like y'all describe, how Christian described their relationship with God, I would not let that lady leave the gym that day. I wouldn't. I would wait until everything was closed and I would take her myself to a fucking safe house. What you guys call loving and caring and all this other bullshit, I call Ike Turner and fucking Scott Peterson. Again, change the pronouns in that story. You would hate that fucker. You know how I know I'm right? Fuck around and let the someone with the Christian God's resume knock on your door and fucking ask for your kid on a date. Hell, if you're in Texas, you can do it now. You shoot that fucker in the dick. Right? And it's like, okay. And one of the things I, I harped on with this Christian online uh, this morning was... 
Hold on, I've got to pull some shit up because I got, I got, I'm trying to redo the last episode. God damn it. I can't believe 30 minutes of talking and fucking nothing. But where the fuck was I? <laughs> shit. But it was like, you're like, you ever notice how the Christian God can't make a single move without killing a whole bunch of fucking people? Which part of that is good? And as long as you continue to use argument from special exception, you're right. He's fucking fantastic. Right? But again, it's in order to solve the problem of sin, a problem that he created, the Christian God put on a Jesus suit, lived for 33 years, then he sacrificed himself to himself to make a loophole for rules that he created. But the only way he could fucking close that circle is if he had himself brutally murdered, brutally tortured, so that he can go back to heaven and rule the universe forever and ever. Amen. Which part of that honestly sounds good? Now, like I said, I grew up fucking hardcore. Our, our uh, The little statue of Jesus wasn't the kind one where he's just kind of looking like he's asleep with the fucking crown of thorns on it. No, no, no. The one that we had was all kinds of fucked up. His skin was all kinds of fucking lacerated. He looked fucked up. The broken arm, because they had to stretch the shit out because he was fighting it. The fucking, and it, just so you guys know, the the nail in front of the feet, yeah, that didn't actually happen, Okay. It, more than likely, the way the Romans did it, your feet were on the side of that fucking post. And they drove that shit, that space between your Achilles and the actual ankle bone. Yeah, that fucking hurts. Putting in front of your feet, hashtag that's be nice. That's what we used to see every fucking Sunday, every fucking Wednesday. Please tell me which part of that is nice. Gang, I've been to high school football games and peewee league. I bullshit you not where fathers have been kicked out of the fucking stadium. You want to know why? Because they're dog cussing their kid in front of everybody. They're saying you're being abusive. Y'all know, uh, what is it, the sportsmanship contract? Have y'all heard of that? Yeah, it's because fucking soccer moms and fucking helicopter dads have gotten so out of control, they make people sign sportsmanship contracts now. Not for the kids, but for the fucking adults. So if you're acting like an asshole, they actually kick you out. That's what we do when you cuss at your kid during a football game. Someone please tell me how a father who murders his son to correct a mistake that he made. That's not loving. Again, do you have any idea what you look like from the outside? And again, because I did this twice, this is about the hundredth time I've said this. I'm coming from a place of softness because I used to say that shit too. Now, again, if you guys saw the thread, don't go after this person. Don't go after this person. Uh, Again, this person sounded just like me 10 short years ago. So I'd expect nothing less. But as the main Christian was on the thread, the Christian that I used to have a DM relationship with, she popped, I haven't heard from this lady and I can't tell you how long. Again, do not go after her if you know who I'm talking about or if you saw the thread or if you're going to look up the thread. Leave her alone. But my response to the main Christian was something along the lines of, you know what, I'm not a bad dude. I'm not. You know, despite what Christian, I'm I'm a good guy. 
And, and if your God doesn't accept me as is, that's not even a good friend, much less a good God. And so the other Christian, again, don't go after her. Her, her I uh, saved it for this show. This is what she responded with. To accept you as you are is to sentence you to a horrible future in the hereafter. As Christians, we want you to have a share in the glorious hereafter that we are all guaranteed. Face it, sir. You turned your back on God and that decision carries consequences. Okay, someone explain to me which part of that isn't a bodily fucking threat. And I said this the last time, and it's a harsh one, and I'm doing it for a fucking reason. Gang, if I step to my girlfriend, and if I said, you're going to suck this dick, yes, you are. Yes, you fucking are. Now, if you don't, I'm going to whip it. You know there are going to be consequences, right? You know that, right? Let me tell you something. One, she's going to suck the dick. Two, she's going to do it because she's afraid for her fucking life. Three, I just raped her. I'm being serious, gang. Again, there is no quote-unquote free will. There is no choice. If the other side of that choice is you getting your ass kicked. Again, I've had ladies in my self-defense classes and my self-defense privates tell me exactly that. I've got one lady that I've trained, and I obviously no details, but let's just say her thing was, it only takes seven minutes, Robert. If I can just get, you see what I'm saying? There is nothing about the Christian God that you cannot say about an abusive fucking spouse. And the worst one at that. And I remember there was, when people were trying to convert me, I mean, big time before they realized it's probably a lost cause. There was this one church because someone from the, my work went to this church and she wanted to know what I talked to these two guys, right? Well, the thing is about this church, according to their rule, guys are only allowed to talk with guys. Women are only allowed to talk with women. I knew right there this was going to be a fucked up ass conversation, but I was like, all right, let's give it a run. We started talking about the flood account and I told them or asked them like, you don't actually believe that. Fine, there, there's a God in the sky that you believe, but you know there's no scientific evidence for a worldwide flood. That's almost impossible. You know that, right? Nope, nope. They 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 bought it hook, line, and fucking sinker. Right? So I'm like, okay, you, you believe in this shit. And I told him, like, look, you understand that if I, Robert Reed, if I took one infant and I held that infant underwater. And murdered that fucking infant. I would be a monster. You understand? And I told y'all before, I have choked unconscious before. And not the sexy, vibrant way. Right? Literally, if my father hadn't found me, I would not be doing this podcast. I would have died. And gang, there is few things on this. There's a sen no sensation, except for seeing my ex-wife in public. There is no sensation scarier than reaching for an involuntary process and you can't access it. So God didn't drown one baby. He drowned every baby on the fucking planet. That's mass infanticide. That's nuts. That's criminally insane, right? You know what they told me? Oh, Robert, that's that's the it was the biggest show of grace. I'm like, shut the fuck up. And I'm gonna say now what someone told the main Christian on this thread. 
just last night. And it was pretty much, you know, when you're ready to have a discussion that is not packed with argument from special exception, maybe you should rejoin the thread. And that's what I told those guys. I mean, on this thread, that's like fuckface Frank Turk. I know I've mentioned his, this little fucking clip before, but it's the whole, there was, what is that? On his fucking cross-examined bullshit-ass site. But it, some dude was in the audience like, okay, you know, if I take a life, I am a murderer. If God takes a life, why isn't he a murderer? You, you know what Frank said? Because he's God. Okay, if you're just going to sit there and make an excuse for everything this asshole does, welcome to being an abusive fucking spouse. Again, criteria number one of abusive spouse syndrome. Look it up. It is an actual diagnosed form of post-traumatic stress syndrome. The very first diagnosable criteria, it is the irrational belief that the harm being brought upon you is your own fault. The main Christian, I remember her saying this yesterday, and I've heard Christians say it since forever because I used to say it. And that is, it's a wonder that God would even help us, right? That we are so cursed. We are so disgusting. It was actually a show of love that God would come down here and wallow in the mud with us fucking pigs. Hashtag I've got more self-esteem than that, right? The, the, the other diagnosable criteria of a uh, battered spouse is the irrational belief that your abuser is everywhere. Sound familiar? Isn't God omnipresent? Gang, one of the worst abuses I've ever, forms of abuse I've ever seen. There was a lady who came to my self-defense class. She couldn't, she didn't have it in her to take a private. And, and I totally get it. And I think I've told you all this before. Get in your mind's eye what you think an abused spouse looks like. Now multiply that times 10 million. You haven't even scratched a fucking surface. She sat there that for three hours. And literally every time someone farted, belched, coughed, laughed, adored, she, her head cocked around so fucking fat, she thought her husband was walking in the door. So again, it's like, I don't think Christians truly see what their worldview looks like to everybody else. Again, the best part about Christianity, it takes very little, excuse me, goddamn, that was unprofessional, to no commitment. Right, you saddle yourself with some sin, right? You're like, oh, I, I saw a person I like and I can't afford it. I, I totally covered. Shut the fuck up. I've actually had someone tell me that. And they would compare wanting a purse they can't afford to being homosexual. I totally understand what it's like to be gay. Shut the fuck up. No, you don't. Right? It's, it, again, I don't even know where the fuck I was going with. I'm starting to get mad. And when I need to calm down, you know what time it is. Hold on, you know what time it is. Ah, delicious. Gin and truth. Let's go. So again, there is nothing sexy and vibrant about the Christian God's characteristics. None. Zip, zero. Again, if you came to my self-defense class with these uh, conversation topics, I wouldn't let you go home tonight. I wouldn't, wouldn't. We're going to a safe place. You're changing your name. Your name is now Jane fucking Doe. You're going to live in fucking Albuquerque, right? We're going to get you a nice job as a lawyer or some shit, and you'll never see that asshole ever again. So again, I truly don't think, again, I'm 
I'm I'm coming at this with empathy, believe it or not, because I used to say the same fucking thing. Gang, Uncle Bobby has presented a shit ton of problems. And in typical motherfucking Bobby Reed fashion, he's going to give you some motherfucking solutions. First one up, again, Greg fucking Abbott in the gun law. Shut the fuck up. Dude, you have no idea, or you just don't give a fuck on how bad you look right now. You fast-track legislation so that everyone could fucking strap, but you don't give two shits about the lady who's going to die tonight because she can't afford her fucking diabetes medicine. We almost lead the nation in medically uninsured citizens, and you made sure everyone could buy a grenade launcher first. You are a fucking asshole. Don't you ever fix your mouth to say that you're pro-life ever again, Greg. Next one up. The whole fucking small town and racism is everyone else's problem. Shut the fuck up. Again, when you are in the receiving end of this ass whooping, these baby strides just aren't enough. Start to realize that maybe, just maybe, you aren't part of the problem. You are the problem. And you know what? You can change. But God damn it, you got to be willing to put in the fucking work. For everyone who's still using this goddamn free will argument, shut the fuck up. On the strength, your argument is dead in the fucking water the moment you open up your mouth. So far, as long as y'all use that corny-ass tagline that nothing happens that doesn't go according to God's will, guess what, assholes? There is no more free will. Go rehabilitate your argument on the strength. And last but not least, to my Christian brothers and sisters who I used to share league with, you don't understand how bad your worldview looks. So you should shut the fuck up. The God that you worship, if his name wasn't God or Jehovah, his name was Bill or Frank or John, you would shoot him in the dick if you were in the state of Texas, because you can do that now, if that personality came to your front doorstep and asked your son or daughter on a fucking date. Stop arguing from a special exception. Take an honest look at your beliefs and then make the call. Gang, I've held you long enough. Again, <laughs> the big guy signing the fuck off. Gin and truth. Let's go.